Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Use Your Items podcast, a podcast hosted by me, Francisco Martin. What is going on with my beautiful co-host, Jason? Oh, my God. Beautiful? Fran, you shouldn't have. Yes, what? yes, it, it's true. We're back and you're in charge today. It's your it's your car. I'm just riding in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just for our listeners to know, we kind of wanted to do something a little bit more low key, a little bit shorter uh, side of things. So we're going to yeah. be talking about a game that we've both played you more recent than I. I haven't played in probably a couple of years or so. It's going to be Kingdom Hearts. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Crowd goes wild. I know, right? Kingdom Hearts. Everybody loves Kingdom Hearts. Now, I will uh, have a bit of a um, caveat to this Kingdom Hearts. We are going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts 1 only. We're not allowing yes. ourselves to talk about everything else about Kingdom Hearts. That would take us... That would not make this podcast short. That would make this podcast so so long it would be a ridiculous it's fast it's fun it's kingdom hearts one. Oh my god it rhymes and everything so it must See? be true exactly so yeah we were hoping to do something a little bit more low-key this yeah. week uh we fran's got some travel coming up mm-hmm. uh to japan which is awesome yep, yep and uh as such we're gonna use that time i'm gonna use that time to catch up on the list a little bit maybe do some off podcasts like blog only games and uh, you can catch me streaming Soma on Twitch at Use Your Items, uh, twitch.tv slash Use Your Items. And uh, then we'll be back uh, sometime in November, I believe, is our next yep, recording yep, date. Yep, sometime uh, after mid-November. You should record some podcast without me, but act like I'm still talking to you. So you go like, <laughs> oh, that's a good point, Fran. yeah that'll be great i'm just gonna i'm gonna edit in all of your all of your responses to whatever i say and i'm just gonna like voice i'll just modulate it in i mean uh, this new ai and this new ai you know landscape we live in you could probably replace me at this point i'll just get siri to do it yeah yeah siri what do you think about the video game soma i don't know what that is (laughs) (laughs) so Kingdom Hearts 1, what is your uh, relationship with the Kingdom Hearts 1? With the Kingdom Hearts. So uh, very recently, my partner, uh, Aislinn, and I uh, played through a bunch of Kingdom Hearts. I played it as a kid, as a child growing up. Uh, We even talked about this maybe off the podcast, but we both kind of grew up with Kingdom Hearts pretty significantly in our childhood Mm -hmm. i played it when it came out on ps2 i loved it dearly i played a bunch of the games after that and then uh after my partner and i moved into our house here uh, a couple years ago she saw a bunch of i think just tiktoks about kingdom hearts and she's like i don't think i ever played it or i played it once when i was a kid and i don't really remember it can we play it together i was like yeah sure so i got the the uh kingdom hearts 1.5 1.5 and 2.5 HD remix. No, I'm almost, I think I got that right. That doesn't but, exist. It doesn't exist. Not in this podcast. We can't. We can't. We can't. <laughs> but it, I think it also came with Kingdom Hearts 3, which definitely doesn't exist. <laughs> and yeah, so we got that. We played through Kingdom Hearts 1 and we had a great time. We traded off worlds. Basically, she would do one world. I would do another and kind of did it back and forth like that. And, uh, yeah, we had a great time. It, it was, it was a very 
I, I love Kingdom Hearts to death. I absolutely yeah. love it to death. And there's so much to love about it. Mm-hmm. It, I would say it's, it, it's just like a game that just like lives very much rent free in my head. Yes. And there's nothing I can do about it. It's Ugh. just, um, the only way I can describe it is by using another podcast on, on, uh, Steven and Brendan, uh, their podcast into the aether they talk about how like everything is like uh elder scrolls oblivion coded like everything's oblivion coded for them and it comes back to that if my game would be kingdom hearts yeah it, it's the it, the music the uh the a little behind a little inside baseball behind the scenes uh when we were designing the intro music uh with our <laughs> uh pro- with our music producer will uh one of the a lot of the songs that we gave him were uh, Kingdom Hearts inspired for our inspiration. So that certainly led into it. But yeah, so I love Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it's definitely a big part of my life. And I love it for all of its foibles, which I'm mm. sure we'll get into. Well, I, do, I have no idea what you're talking about. What oh, foibles? Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect game. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Honestly, though, from my perspective, Kingdom Hearts is probably from an emotional standpoint and like games that have impacted my life it's probably in my like top three games of all time when it comes to that not like if i don't try to objectively criticize it or objectively like put it in a list in the top 10 and everything this game came out when i was 10 years old um Mm -hmm. i personally did not have video games for me were something that I didn't really get that often. It was essentially just um, thank, uh, not Thanksgiving, my birthday or Christmas, essentially. Right. Or if I had any money left over from other birthdays and Christmases, so I could buy it has some way. Between. They were rare and they were a treat. Yeah, I didn't really have an allowance, so I so they were pretty rare and they were a treat. But this one was the one that I knew I wanted. This one is probably the game I wasn't even anticipating. I had seen a friend play it. Uh, so it wasn't that I was like showing a trailer and I was like, oh my God, it's coming out on this day. I actually, when I first played Kingdom Hearts, I had already been out for maybe like a year, honestly, yeah. at this point. So so I wasn't able to get there to the forefront as much as I wanted to. But the thing about this game and the reason why it, it impacted me so, so much is because of my personal experiences coming from an island and coming from (laughs) um it's interesting because it's not just coming from an island but it's also coming from an island where you are constantly advertised things that you cannot have because you are in puerto rico uh there's so much stuff that comes out in advertising back when i was growing up movies didn't come out the same dates either they would come out months later in the in the movie theater after it but but since all our tv was mostly american it would still have the dates of the american release dates uh certain things certain sweepstakes you know when you were a kid and you were like oh i want to join all the sweepstakes i want to join the nickelodeon splat right fest whatever whatever uh well not Slime valid in puerto fest rico 2000 yeah exactly not valid in puerto rico so so it wasn't so much asked to because i there's i'm i mean my experience is not not I'm not alone in my experience of being on an island, but I think that the special case for Puerto Ricans was essentially the we knew what was there. We knew, yeah. I as a kid growing up in this pop culture and getting like super into this like video game and nerdy stuff, I knew what was possible, but I can never get 
into that. Uh, video game, uh, board game shops were not a thing in Puerto Rico yet. Card game right. shops were not a thing in Puerto Rico. Like, it was very difficult to get into anything nerdy that you might have read online or in in TV. And so, to play a game in which the main character and his friends, the whole point of them is that they are on an island and they want to explore. They want to go and see what is beyond. They know there's something out there, and later we learned that there is, but the, that doesn't exist. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Um, they want to go out. They want to be able to... They even very childishly they want to do that they build a raft that obviously is only going to get out like let's be honest if their original plan had taken fruit they would have probably died (laughs) very likely yes that was not a seaworthy vessel uh so so having that as my growing up experience and wanting to like explore kingdom hearts came at that pivotal moment where i was you know, a preteen. So I'm about to hit that. Like I am conscious mm-hmm. about everything now. Like I, now I'm entering the consciousness state of like knowing myself and all these different things and playing this game. And I just, it, it just took me for a ride and I loved it. I now, uh, any story that has a, I think that Sora as a main character, and I guess we can get into, like, this is a good place to, to start talking about something else. Sora as a main character is such a weird main character that we don't usually see in okay. stories that hit childhood or, or or teenagers or stuff like that. In that Sora's an idiot, right? Like, yes. like he is a goofball idiot that just has... He's the, a himbo. He's a himbo. And he has this innate power to just become friends with anyone. Like, literally anyone there's barely anyone he cannot become friends with and i think that that is such a i don't know a positive form of masculinity that we usually okay. don't see in in teenage characters that are just trying to be cool and i'm trying to be i'm trying to be like you know naruto's not the cool character sasuke is the cool character i get a lot of like, goku if we're going to talk about you anime. Know what? I, yeah you're i fair, get a lot of fair. goku in sora that but. is very fair very fair but goku yeah, no absolutely being in a the problem with goku is that he's an adult <laughs> right a very childlike adult right that's that's his whole shtick yep very childlike adult but at least with sora there's a lot of stuff that he does that is stupid and very childlike but you know what he's a kid he's a kid he's 14 yeah. you know, he, obviously he's like it makes a ton of sense which to not get into much into into later on i get so many people that say like Oh, Sora is so badly written. And I'm like, it's more like he's not badly written. It's more like he's a kid and and he's I, cringe. And <laughs> I could not agree with you more. I, I, I think that it's really, it's very underwhelming to me to hear an argument like Sora is such a poorly written character. I'm like, okay, let's, let's really just, can we please just take a step back? <laughs> this is a game made by the premier RPG company at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 2002 it was still squaresoft actually fun yeah. fact and <laughs> it's it's a crossover title with disney characters with disney interactive entertainment or whatever that 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 studio that firm was which by and the way you know how that came out to be no they Tell both me. shared in a, a building in their studio in tokyo shut up 
Yeah, and apparently it was just in an elevator pitch. Apparently oh one of the directors God, was like, yo, we should do something together. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the original idea was not to have Final Fantasy characters. It was essentially a Squaresoft is hired as a developer for a Disney game. And right. you can see the original uh, like art for Sora, and he was a he was a anthropomorphic animal lion character because they were trying <laughs> to make him more like it's a Disney game, and these yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. Disney character. And so when they brought Final Fantasy, they were like, "Well, I think we can make him human," and and we'll talk a little bit more about his character design. But I want to let that's you finish. so interesting. That's like that's so that's almost exactly the opposite uh, trajectory of the design principles from Banjo-Kazooie. Like, when we talked about Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> it started off as Rare's Game Dream, and it started off as a young boy, uh, like a like a Peter Pan character, like a human character oh on an God. island, <laughs> and, like, hunting for treasure, and then they thought it was too hard to relate to him as a young boy, so then they made him into a bear, and that's that's Banjo. And yet, here, we started off with the anthropomorphic, Oh my god, I can't. Just use the word furry. You know what? Uh, no, I don't know why. no, stop. I don't know stop. why. It's, it's a furry character. It's a, 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 a anthropomorphized lion yes. and then became a human. And that's so funny that the, it's the exact opposite. I had no idea that it yep. started. Off. They should teach that in, in business schools instead of trying to sell me a damn pen. <laughs> I want to sell me, sell me Disney and, and Final <laughs> Fantasy characters in the same game. Try it. Um, yeah, if you ever, whenever, and our viewers too, whenever you have an opportunity, check out the original like sketches that Nomura had for the characters. It's pretty cool. I, I, it, there is, there is some really good stuff there as well. I'll try to find some links that I can post in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Uh, so you were saying about Sora as a risen character. Yeah, I was, um, so I just think that, I mean, I saw it like you, like you were really getting at Sora is great. He's a kid. He's a teenager. He's stupid. He makes mistakes. He's silly. His best friends are Donald Duck and Goofy. Like, I think Riku not, and like, Kyrie would get pissed. How serious can he be? Like, for like you saying that, I, I, I know that. Like, is he as well written as Aang in The Last Airbender? Probably not. I would say, but I think that those are two different mediums and two different stories that are telling two very different kinds of stories i think for what kingdom hearts is doing and what especially what nomura is trying to do yeah, god it's listen poorly written i think he's achieving exactly what he's supposed to be achieving is he the most dynamic or deep character absolutely not but that's Which, if that's the only measure of quality in a character i think that that's a little bit limiting and that's i a, agree that's, that that's is... on that's on literature and that is something that I think is very important to know about Kingdom Hearts 1 in, in relation, like, we're, we're joking about not talking about anything else, and I'm not going to talk about anything else. But Kingdom Hearts in this, uh, in this zeitgeist of all these games, like, so many people talk to me and ask me, like, oh, I've always wanted to get into those games, but there's, like, 20 of them and on different consoles and stuff like that. And I'm like, you, no, don't, don't think about that. Play Kingdom Hearts 1. That's all you need. It is such a beautifully self-contained story. It is a straightforward simple. narrative. Simple and clean. Narrative. Damn, damn it.
it's just it's just it's it's a coming of age story it's about jealousy and making friends and getting your friends back and it's and it's super simple it's about it's, adolescence it's about a lot adolescence and i think it it it's it shows i feel like shows so much about video games as a medium There's yeah. no, i can't think of many other games that talk about teenage coming to coming of age video games really like honestly there isn't a lot of like um what's that called buildings roman in video games at all like the, i mean without without spoiling too much or going too far sword never really grows up either mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of he kind of has the whole peter pan thing going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the peter pan of it all withstanding but it, it there, it's not really a space that's explored and i think that speaks to, and that's probably a different episode at another time, but it kind of speaks to the ways in which video games uh, create limits and boundaries on how we tell stories or maybe directions that we should be poking at. And I'm sure there's a number of really interesting uh, indie games that do actually explore mm-hmm. that space. And uh, especially with the current renaissance of visual novels that are yeah. that's going on. Yeah. I'm sure that's a space that's explored. Actually, um, what's the, I think there's a game exactly about that. Um, uh, my life as a teenage exocolonist, I think, is what it's called—a visual novel. <laughs> anyway, I digress. I'm getting to, I'm getting distracted. Well, before, uh, not to distract you even more, let's talk about it. We got to talk about it. The music. Yeah, it's it's iconic. It's exceptional. This comes up in every game that we've covered. Is that the that I think you and I really dial into and we're not special for this everybody you know this game especially is known for its music but we Mm -hmm. but it's it's such an important part of the nostalgia of it all to me Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it's so joyful it's so fresh it's so clean there's so much music it just stuck in my head it, like, yeah, it's just it's just like a brain worm. It's just absolutely just stuck in there, and I think about it all the time. I yell it through the house, just like while I'm doing things. It's a song that I constantly come back to, simple and clean, of course. But the music and the musical direction in Kingdom Hearts, especially, I think, really kind of set the stage for like. I wouldn't say like popularizing J-pop in America. I think that's <laughs> going too far, but. I would say that it really kind of did something that maybe a lot of games, certainly RPGs were not doing, right? Yeah. There was there was a a hierarchy of music associated with RPGs with Square even with Disney and what Nomura cultivates uh with uh with uh Shimomura and the rest of the team is so incredible mm-hmm. because it is not Disney and it is not Square, but it but at the end it uniquely becomes it becomes this 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 its own thing. It becomes Kingdom Hearts, and it that's like what I associate with thing. it. And not only does it become its own thing, I even to go even more nitty gritty into it, um just for those who have you haven't um played this game, this isn't really a spoiler. But uh in most of these world I guess the short of it, I guess I should give a bit of a <laughs> summarize of what the story's about. The story is about this character called Sora, who is from an island with his two best friends, Riku and Kairi. Um, Shenanigans happens in which their island gets destroyed and he is sent out to Lost Between Worlds and meets up with Donald and Goofy. 
and uh, what's it? Who's he? Who gets lost? Uh, Sora. Sora gets everybody in the island. Essentially, gets lost, gets sent to different worlds, and he ends up in Traverse Town with Do- Sora, uh, without Do- Sora, Donald. This Donald and Goofy, and decides, you know what? They're asking me to go with them because I have this legendary weapon that I have no idea what it is, but I find I'll go with them because all I care about is to find my best friends Riku and Kairi. And you just right. all those worlds happen to be Disney worlds, and so you yeah. go to um tarzan world you go to alice in wonderland world and all these different things and the reason i wanted to bring that up to get more nitty-gritty into the music something that i always found so amazing and fascinating about the music is that each world has two songs to them it has essentially the out of combat music and the in combat music yes both of them are bangers in almost every single world with the out of combat yep. music being very, very Disney because it is very much using the same tones like the Atlantica one uses um, Under the Sea uh, yep. melody. The um, Halloween Town uses This is Halloween oh, as I the melody the Halloween for it. Town. It's so good. And then when you go into combat, the music, you would think that, okay, now that it's not Disney based music, it, it's not going to be as good. It's going to feel like a knockoff. It's going to feel like like a fake Disney, like they're trying to, no, it feels, it hits just as hard. It feels like if you were to go somewhere to someone who has never heard Disney songs, I bet you could play all those music next to each other and they would not be able to tell this is a Disney song. This is not a Disney song. Like it is that strong. I don't think they would be out of place if you heard them in Disney world. Yes. Is, is the short of it. And it is, it is this incredible this incredible feat of just musical uh, composition here where it it is taking so much of what made Square's musical design in mm. its Final Fantasy series, right? Like that has its own tone. It has its own sound. It, it is so wrapped up in the experience of, of greatness, of bravery, of being bold and adventuring. And, and there's these of like battles and fights and, and exploration and it's you know the the music of you know yumatsu's composure is is legendary for a reason Mm -hmm. we've all heard it and if you Mm -hmm. haven't i highly suggest that you go listen to classic like final fantasy one final fantasy two all the you know just listen to some of the you know the greatest hits you can find a list online i'm sure and then you don't probably need me to tell you what your favorite disney song is if you have one you know it and if you hate it you still have a song that you know by heart and it's probably one about bruno and even so you can then listen to kingdom hearts music and you can be like this is this sounds like exactly what it is Mm. It, it sounds exactly like this this uh blending of of these two very unique and different design philosophies Mm -hmm. uh composure philosophies i mean my hot take is if we had a top 10 music of all time i think kingdom hearts has like three songs in the top 10 music no it is so good get lost so you can't say top 10 of all time simple and clean i'll put on top 10 though for sure dearly beloved you would not put dearly beloved anywhere in the top I, it's there's too much there's too much jazz and, and classical music out there to for kingdom hearts to make the all right okay here's we might the, have to make a hot take hot I, take <laughs> i'm not saying that they would be that definitely 
But I wouldn't but. feel bad if anybody put a bunch of them there. If somebody put like three or four of them on there, I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that checks along. out. That checks out. Move along. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, That's going to. I'm sorry if this upset you, but he's just right. I, 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 I will not take any more questions. We said this was going to be 30 minutes and it's over. I'm hanging up now. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, the music. The music is incredible. The composure is unique and it is just it is so fanciful and fun. And like you said, the both the the overtures on each, you know, on each planet, it's a level based game. You go level to level to level and each each one is has such a unique feel like I can just I can picture the worlds in my head. I can picture the you know, I can hear the music. You're absolutely right. The uh the light motifs of music throughout the throughout the game are just it, it is such a joyous experience especially mm-hmm. when you get you, you won't recognize it until i don't know maybe halfway through the first game when you just start like humming simple and clean and you start humming the different songs from the different worlds and you're like what is going on why am i so excited and sometimes you'll like you mentioned light motif which is another huge thing about kingdom hearts Kingdom Hearts uses their leitmotifs like all over the place with a bunch of their different songs. Like Simple yeah. and Clean appears like in four different songs before. Yes. And it takes you like halfway through the game to notice like, wait a minute, that's just Simple and Clean, but Orchestra, wait a minute, that's just Simple and Clean, but 8-Bit, wait a minute. Like, yeah. It's, it's so good. It is um honestly that could be its own conversation but let's talk about something else that i really enjoy okay uh character design i think this is this is peak nomura this is this is this is peak nomura this This is is peak peak, nomura peak good nomura there's also peak nomura nomura which the man is a madman and honestly He he is a mad lad he's a mad lad um, he is the, the, uh, for, for my viewers, this is, uh, <laughs> how I feel about my, my feelings towards Nomura have always been very, uh, complicated, uh, because. So of... the, so just, just sorry yeah, to interrupt. Sure. But, so Tetsuya Nomura is the director of Kingdom Hearts. That's yes. who we're talking about. So if you, if you are here and you don't know the first thing about Kingdom Hearts, but you're like, I want to listen to this and see if this is going to get me into it. We will tell you when there's a spoiler. If there mm-hmm. needs to be one, we may not even get there. I don't think and we, might, we even need to. <laughs> yeah, we probably <laughs> so don't even good. need to. But uh, so who we're talking about is Tetsuya Nomura. He is the director of mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. The entire franchise yes. is his brainchild mm-hmm. and basically his alone. And yes. he is an extremely unique character in the in the realm of square mm-hmm. and square enix's design space because he is extremely influential and he has a very everything that you maybe know just from the gestalt from the zeitgeist about kingdom hearts is specifically because nomura mm-hmm. has such a unique design i'm sorry yes. to interrupt but that, that's no what, no that my, but the that Nomura, we need to peek we need to peek behind because you mentioned about tetsuya nomura and from my kingdom hearts context just to give you more context he was the character designer for Final Fantasy VII. So another banger where their characters are pretty badass. In fact, some would say that that was when he essentially put his stamp of, hey, this is me. Like he had been working at Square for a while at that point. But this was like, this is me. 
I this is my what I do. I I kick ass with my character designs. My characters are are badass. And I and his um his game sense, not his game design, but his game sense is also legendary. Like getting a feeling to come across amazing. Something that you yes. most of our viewers um get scared about all these different games that exist is that there were like three versions of fi- of Kingdom Hearts 1, right? There's mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 1, Final Mix, Final Mix 1.5, and all these different things. The reason that is, is because Nomura, the, at the macro sense, he's great. On the micro, he, he fumbles a bit. He needs some other game designers to kind of like refine his ideas and get it a little bit more of the ball rolling. Like if, if you go back and play Kingdom Hearts 1, like vanilla... It's a bit rough in some places. Like Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's a 2002 PS2 game yeah. and you will notice. Yes. There's there's nothing you can do to get around that. It it plays slower than it looks. Mm-hmm. So that the reason sure. the reason and then the, the hot another hot take that I was going to bring out is do you know uh, well, not do you know JJ Abrams? Yes. Great oh, no. director. I I Okay, let's yes, I know JJ Abrams, the the producer and director. I will say, I will go ahead and say, I think JJ Abrams is an amazing director. However, he's not a good writer. He needs somebody else to Can write the that. stories and then he can direct it and it's amazing. Um The Force Awakens, obviously, he didn't write it. Um uh, Star Trek 1, he didn't write it. Like, a bunch of his stuff that... Oh, my God, I'm forgetting the movie. The one that was more low stakes on Earth. So I've lost, like, all these different things. Cloverfield, yeah. Somebody else wrote it. He directed it. Um, lost. Uh, that one, where he started... He used to have a lot of writers <laughs> dude, helping him. Dude, and then later to. on, he took over, <laughs> and it didn't go anywhere. I, you, my spider senses are tingling. We we need. If you, I can't, I can't listen to this much. Okay. This much JJ I will stop Abrams, with it here. Uh, love right now. Okay. My thesis then is, Nomura is like JJ Abrams. Okay. Nomura is amazing. He is god tier on the tier list when it comes to certain things. When right. it comes to feeling and when it comes to simplicity. When it comes to uh, like two uh, D animated design and characters and all these things the few with his pitfalls and the problem with these pitfalls is that it has bubbled up uh, over time is his storytelling whenever he wants to try to go deeper into storytelling his um micro like the little bit uh, like the details he kind of fumbles there a little bit and you can kind of see that in oh my god i, I was about what was I about to say? I lost my train of thought. You're going to have to cut this out because I lost my train okay. of thought. Um, so, and you can see that as well with uh, the other Final Fantasy projects that he was. He was part of Final Fantasy Versus 13. You remember that? The game I, that got canceled? I, yes, the game that became Final Fantasy 15. Yes, and he got kicked off Final Fantasy 15 to work yeah. on Kingdom Hearts 3 because he was working, like taking too long to do Final Fantasy 15. Because yes. he was getting too lost in the sauce. Yeah, it's it's true, and that's definitely that's definitely kind of I don't want to say typical of Nomura. I don't know the man well enough, but yeah. it is it is something that I don't has know come him up as a person in the past. Um, he he's he has actually a pretty long and storied history at yeah. Square. Yeah, so definitely. it's not 
he he worked on Final Fantasy four yeah. as a debugger. Uh, I, I I'm did looking not at know his history that. right now. And that it's, was his it's really his... it's really awesome. Actually, he worked as a debugger on four. He designed monsters for five. Um, it, it really interesting. Um, so for Final Fantasy uh, six, uh, which we're I'm going to cover at he least did, on the blog. Uh, if Cypher, not on this, was so, it? Uh, he did Setzer and Shadow. Setzer. Setzer. Um, he also did uh, Brave Fe- Brave Fencer Musashi which is a beloved, a beloved cult hit by many people. Um, I have not played it, but I know that it's, it is people do generally reference it very, very kindly. And he also did parasite Eve mm-hmm. and uh, the most, world ends with you. The world ends with you that, I mean, come on, what that's the most, <laughs> that's, that's extremely Nomura, but I think that's something the most I didn't know ever made. <laughs> he worked on final fantasy 10, final fantasy 10 two, And he worked on final fantasy 11. So he was working on Final Fantasy X, which comes out, uh, which releases, I think, the year before this in 2000 or 2001. And he also works on X, too. So he, so a lot of the, a lot of what, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, but you never came to, to Kingdom Hearts, if, depending on your generation or where you fell into it, you're probably either, like, a Final Fantasy IV, like, fan, or, like, a 1, 2, 3, 4, you're probably a 4 fan, or you're a seven fan, or you're a ten fan, mm-hmm. and I can probably guess your age to within three years, depending on what you tell me. But uh, if you love ten, a lot of what uh, a lot of that character design, I think Nomura's, you can see the the scaffolding, the architecture of mm-hmm. of Nomura in that space in ten, and mm-hmm. you know ten's a beloved game for me and by the way i don't want to sound like i'm not saying all these things for being critical like saying that i don't like them man if i saw if i could have a chat with him i would oh my god yeah there's no but coming there's no like but (laughs) yeah the only the but already happened the but already happened which is they're just like everyone we have our weaknesses we have our strengths and the key point is to find out what your weaknesses are and get around other people that those are their strengths. And then you can make an, uh, an amazing game. Or this is collaboration. Collaboration. Um, so Nomura's design on Kingdom Hearts. Sora, what a brilliant genius design. Like, there's so much. I, I really enjoy character design and graphic design to that matter that you point at a single piece in a vacuum and you can kind of understand the definition or the, un- or the reason why that decision was made. And so for Sora, a big thing that was done for him was that you look at his clothes from Kingdom Hearts 1, it's yes. supposed to mimic uh, uh, Mickey Mouse's original clothes. Red yep. pants, black shirt instead of black skin or whatever. Big yellow boots to kind of show those like yellow shoes, white gloves. And it's like this, they're trying very uh, on purpose to create a character that can exist in the world of Disney and that can exist in the world of Final Fantasy and mesh the two. And Sora, they, what a great design that they did on him to like try to get into like, okay, uh, I take these shoes. I know that's from Mickey. I take these, um, this giant weird key-shaped thing that looks like straight out of like um fantasia and yes <laughs> well but it but it is right like yeah it's... the keyblade is is so so reverent of fantasia it's incredible the the whole character design is is this really great marriage of of the of the two ips um 
and it, it it's just it's so well done. Um, I I can't explain to you the zippers. I I that's that's just Nomura. But I think I that's not. I don't think that's just Nomura. I think that is a two thousands just art. Yeah, thing because it's, it's you like go. A sh- streetwear 2000s like, like kingdom hearts type one stuff. is zipper kingdom hearts two is uh belts and kingdom hearts three <laughs> is flannel like yeah it's yeah. It's, it's just okay. for some reason they just you know it's what the visual codex of each kingdom hearts game <laughs> once you understand once you can peel back the zipper then you'll understand oh my god okay okay this game is a zipper because you zigzag between worlds and <laughs> Oh okay, no. No, 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 no. I'm done. The, the, the problem is, is it doesn't work when we get to belts in Kingdom Hearts 2. But no, it's we'll it's an incredible it. character design. And I I recognize and I understand that there's probably many people out there who are like, this is the stupidest character design. His <laughs> shoes are so big and stupid and clunky and he looks dumb. And I would I would humbly submit that his character design is extremely silly. It is so playful. It is very fun. And I think it's really taking these elements that make character design or costume design in a Disney character and placing them in an almost realistic way. Obviously Mm. it's it's all fantasy, right? But you don't often get to see like the, the true Disney character design like this, certainly not in 2002 and placed onto a human, right? It's, 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 it's animals, it's creatures, it's, it's things like that. Like you, you, you obviously get the design as well. And you know, your beauties in the beauty and the beasts and stuff like that. But there's a certain classical design to those, to those classic Disney movies, to those classic Disney characters that is just, it, it's just really cool to see it in Sora. And it's, it really is in a lot of ways, a love letter to the, the design principles that, you know, Walt Disney set forth in his, you know, in his animation mm. empire and a lot of the design principles that Nomura helped shape in Square. A lot of, you know, those designs that he worked on in five and four, in uh, seven, in uh, ten, all like these these became coded directly with Square and their design. You don't yeah. have you don't if he didn't touch 13 at all, you don't have lightning without cloud and you don't have cloud mm. without Nomura. It yeah. doesn't happen. It's I mean. Agreed. It's not possible. And not only that, like, I know that going back to what people say, like, oh, is the fashion is dorky and stuff like that. Well, two things that I would say uh, in defense of Kingdom Hearts. Um, first of all, yes, in a vacuum, it does look dorky. But if you put him next to, like, Goofy and Donald and, like, all these other awesome. He looks uh, completely... Oh, yeah, that makes sense that those shoes <laughs> those shoes would exist in this yeah, world. Yeah, so are Goofies. <laughs> like, what, whatever, man. They just got, they got a good cobbler. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's the first no. thing the second thing if this game had come out in the late 2010s i swear to you that there would have been a hashtag called disney core that would just be like what sora wears like it's really yeah i i almost i can't imagine what it would have been like for kingdom hearts to come out when social media was really yes just uh, like absolutely just a full-on riptide it's and, and it's so key. different today I low-key am happy that it didn't happen that way because I kind of feel like if it would have, it would have become one of those fandoms that people just hate with a passion. It's such a shame. It really, it's, and it's, and 
honestly, if you're here and you're listening to this and you're like, I really just, I have a problem with the Kingdom Hearts fandom. I like, listen, sometimes there's, you know, there's plenty of things and IPs out there that have quote, you know, toxic fandoms. We mm-hmm. just did an episode on Undertale famous for a toxic <laughs> fandom that unfortunately need, you know, uh, really, really destroyed a lot of what Toby Fox was doing there. And mm-hmm. I would say that, um, you know, it's, if there's a time to check out Kingdom Hearts, it's now. The, yes. it, we're so far removed from it. Uh, you know, the 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 fandom that's left, the fandom that I've interacted with is is a, is like us. Just people who love the game, who have so much fun with it, who enjoy it because it's stupid, because it's silly, because it's it's lighthearted and childish and it's yeah, it's it's super evocative mm. of of so much, but it's it it I am too glad that it is not uh it did not exist when Twitter was was really at its height at its peak or when Twitter was around at all you know obviously the later games it were it was as well but well before the people call us Nomura shills or Square shills or Disney shills or whatever. they can call me that that's fine <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah I'll put it on the blog how uh, what can we say what, what okay let's be critical what what can what, i'm trying i don't to think i need to be crit i'll be I honest think, i feel like i don't need to be critical of kingdom hearts so everything either. that's been everything that you want to be critical about kingdom hearts one one let me yes, leave it there fair, one Le- like i have plenty to say on three but um if you have criticism of kingdom hearts one it's there right like mm. it, the gameplay's dated it's aged once again, Square has proven that they uh, that they struggle in hack and slash spaces, and it it really. I I, I think I so. Enjoyed yeah, it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I found I found revisiting it to be extremely slow wow. and like 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 I wanted it to be a little bit more interactive and evocative. Gosh. But I'm Kingdom a little Hearts bit more one, of a, that makes sense. But I I'm a little bit more of a like a devil may cry kind of guy, mm, and this is this is a little different but it's also like extremely difficult yeah 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 it like is Kingdom hearts game. is like like i think we had to lower the difficulty like as low as it got because it was just like it was like mind-numbingly difficult for a little bit really uh yeah yeah maybe we had a maybe really you hard were, time maybe like it was designed assuming that you would fight every single battle you <laughs> you encounter that was which it gets yeah it was we sometimes. skipped we skipped a lot of bot i think we skipped battles and we got leveled out but yeah yeah, so like you can if you want to be critical, if you want to find criticism of it, you can. It's a game from 2002. Mm-hmm. Um and I, you know, I think characterization-wise, Kyrie is 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 I think unfortunately a is a design of her time. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think Nomura got really got better at yeah. designing uh uh women in his games. I probably until 13 and that's maybe even pushing it was nomura the director of 13 i don't think he was the director of was 13, he not was he? is he just the character designer i, yeah, might, I don't think he maybe. was even the character designer that was a uh, what's this uh, the guy who was like wants to become a fashion designer ff 13 yeah i'm looking it up now too designer. um oh yeah it was toriyama it toriyama was yeah 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 Moto, Moto, uh, motomo toriyama yeah um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was not. Nomura, Nomura was an artist. Yeah, he was just an artist on it. Okay, that's my bad. No, yeah, Nomura, I, Nomura. Honestly, Kingdom Hearts One, I I'm okay with forgiving it with like. It's Disney. It's old school Disney as well. There's not that many like 
good representation of women characters and all these things. Like, it's not really an excuse, but whatever. The problem is later on. Like, let's without yeah. getting too deep into it. Like, it gets it gets kind of ridiculous. In terms of in terms of social, you know, social discourse, there's there's a lot that Kingdom Hearts leaves on the mm. table and a lot it leaves to be desired. Um, I think I, I, you know, I think that as a, as a thinking, breathing person who's capable of making their own decisions, it's, it's really like, if you can watch beauty and the beast and, and, you know, approach that, that piece of that, that piece of film, that art in, in its own way with category, with the categorizations and the things like that you need to do to, understand that film however you need to understand it you can do the same thing in kingdom hearts yeah. it's i mean it's a little honestly the the story can be a little typical in that sense yeah. you know with because Kyrie is is very much uh damsel without spoiling too much she is a damsel in distress um so it, it does have that kind of issue and mm-hmm. i think they try to write that ship later on and much much later on in the series um, <laughs> I, uh, I won't talk about it i won't talk about it i i keep getting this thought in my head and i've been trying to push it away but it keeps coming back up it really feels like kingdom hearts i would consider it kind of like spider-man sam Ra- uh, Sp- sam raimi spider-man Ooh. Uh, oh very Ooh. campy oh my god they came out at the same time oh perfect even basically <laughs> it's very campy very don't think too much it's a great representation of this character sam raimi really knew what he wanted to do with it the story is very simple straightforward the main uh uh love interest is there uh yeah it's essentially mary jane parker is mary jane Parker, or mary jane is mary jane and and sam raimi's it's yeah they came out the same year yeah so i would say that if you enjoy sam raimi's spider-man and you can understand that yes there's problem problems with mary jane as a character i think you'll do amazing swell with kingdom hearts yeah it's 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 really just a i i find that it's a product of its time and it's uh maybe i think we've maybe stayed too long on this topic anyway i feel like we've we've probably given it more more uh (laughs) weight than it actually does deserve like honestly honestly everything else is so much more important to this game than than this it's it's a hack and slash game it's an action it's an action rpg designed by square for Mm. uh, the ps2 is this the first one that they did the first hack and slash uh the square no they did um they they definitely did another one um they did a beat em up called the bouncer in 2000 that was uh uh that was also worked on by namora <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, i'm like i'm going down a rabbit hole right now with uh with with things that Nomura's touched. Um, so no, it is not their first in it, but you know, classically famously, they're not, you know, they're not known for the style of game. And I think, I think if you, uh, if you think too much or you've heard a lot about kingdom hearts or, and, and you love it, you hate it. However you come to it, the, the, uh, 
elephant in the room that we're really not talking about is the story and the plot of mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I guess we could get into the spoilers in the last here ten minutes. We yeah, so uh, we'll do we'll we'll probably just have this. We'll probably just wrap this up in like ten or fifteen minutes. So if you've been with us this whole time, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to do some spoilers now. So if you want to get off the train, this is your last stop in. Uh, this is your last stop. This is yeah. I was, this is it. I was this gonna is... I was gonna reference Final Fantasy VII, but I thought better of myself. Uh, this you're is your Twilight last stop Town. in Midgar. This Ooh, is Twilight Town. You're in Twilight yeah. Town, and you're about to take the uh, train to the beach. Oh no! Okay, now I'm getting sad. <laughs> okay, um, story. Um, honestly, I kind of feel I I low key think that the story in kingdom hearts one is great i i i think that there's not really much that you need or can change of it i think the biggest criticisms and that you could throw towards the story in this one is that the disney worlds are always much more of an afterthought than than in the than than you would think like you think that you're going to each Disney world, that the Disney characters would become a very important piece of the puzzle and not really. They're kind of set dressing. They're kind of levels. It's kind of like a, a Mario uh, game level, right? This is desert land land. And once you get past desert land, you never see desert land again, (laughs) you know, like, um, having said that in kingdom hearts one, I do believe that while plot wise, this Disney stories make no sense. It, uh, to make, don't, contribute to the overarching story they do contribute a lot from a the feeling of what it's trying to of like coming to age of like jealousy of like not getting along with donald because they're both very like stubborn in in their ways um the the fact that the villains are very much know what's going on and are actively trying to stop sora from doing what he's trying to do that doesn't happen in any of the other games right like the other games the villains of each world have no idea what's going on in the kingdom hearts story so yeah i think kingdom hearts one so for those of you who don't care about spoilers and are still here um so we mentioned about the keyblade the keyblade essentially has the ability to close doors or open doors you can use it for whatever it's a key it's a key. It's a giant, literal giant key, and it can open. I actually really like that in the story. The key can literally open anything. It's great. Uh, which is amazing. Like It's great. It's like, that's, I mean. It doesn't I, come I up that they, often. Like, yeah, it's just great. Like, it's just, yeah, it's it does what it says on the box. Like, you can't get mad at that. Um, so the big thing that you're doing is that these villains, all the villains from all the Disney worlds are trying to uh, keep open the door to dark uh, door to darkness that is in their world. So these things called the heartless, which are like these little darkness creatures are coming through these doors and the villains are using them to take over that world. And you as Sora with the keyblade, you're trying to go there, find the door, close the door. So that none more of these little heartless come through. Yep. Um, and that's the story. Very simple. You're going, uh, and honestly, Something that you'll learn about Sora in the first game, he's very much a uninterested hero. He's not really interested in being the hero. He really no. isn't there. Like, 
he isn't like, oh, I know my destiny and I must close these doors. Not really. He essentially is like, I need to find Riku and Kairi. If this is the means, this is a means to an end. I'm yeah, already here. Homies. I'm already here. It's really easy. It doesn't take me extra work. I'm a good guy. I'm a good person. So I'm going to help out anybody I see that needs help. But other than that, I'm not going to go out. Like, I'm not trying to, like, close all these doors and all these things. Um, and so you get to the very end. And uh, you learn that Riku, uh, your buddy, has been a bad guy. Uh, he's, he's betrayed you because he thinks that he, it's very much like we said, coming of age story. There's a huge jealousy between Riku and Sora over Kairi. They both um, like her and they both think that they're both badass. And Well, no, my bad. Riku thinks he's badass. And Riku knows he's badass. Fair. Sora wishes he was badass. Sora wishes he's badass. Um, and so you learn that Riku, through his badassness, through wanting to get more power, he essentially does a good version of Anakin from the prequels. And has a more, much more compelling wow. story as to why he went to the darkness. <laughs> okay, all right. I you didn't need to hit me with a with a with a prequels Anakin Skywalker jump scare, but um, okay. It's a good version of that, right? Like, Ooh. yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's I, I'm like I feel lightheaded. Um, <laughs> like no, he's I, so cool. You hang out. He's a cool like. He's, he's awesome. Not, he, He's not Sasuke either. Like, he's cool. He knows he's cool. But he's also goofy and is, like, likes to have fun with his friends. Like, he makes jokes at Sora and Kairi. I I think the more we spend, the more energy we spend comparing Sora to other similar (laughs) adolescent characters of, you know, especially famous during this particular time Mm -hmm. in, in pop culture, I think is doing a disservice to sora because he sora sora is a character that is inspired by so many of these characters and so many of these things but sora is notably nomura's favorite design nomura's mm. favorite character his his child his baby like that's that's his and i think that sora's the the i think what draws so many people to Sora is that he's so endearing because he's mm. so silly and stupid and like kind of dumb and he has the stupidest facial expressions and um he's just like he he's very happy go lucky and very easy to I I hesitate to say relate to. I don't know if you really relate to Sora. You you I think we've all had moments like Sora, especially in our youth and our childhood. And I definitely relate to Sora's plight. Yeah. Like, as a, like I mentioned at the beginning, as a kid in an island. But I think I think if I explore if I really were to explore my my feelings of, of Kingdom Hearts when I played it at twelve years old, mm-hmm. I would say that uh I definitely relate to Sora because Sora is I, I think so what makes Sora such a great character is that impeccably Sora is the um Sora is the main character of his own story in a very real sense of being a a young boy, being a, a, a young adolescent teen, whatever, who feels like he should be the main character of a story. Like his his plot is because he comes from this place from Destiny Islands. Mm-hmm. Right. And he has the sense that there's a story about him and Riku mm-hmm. and Kairi. 
and uh, without going too far I don't... the deep end, it's I I think it's very much that that Sora is the main character of the story, mm-hmm. and he has this uh he has this complex about him that makes it it represents I think very well that feeling of being a teenager and really mm-hmm. having like main character syndrome like when you first That's... coming come into your come into your own as a as an adolescent you know in during puberty. Yeah. That's interesting because I never got that from Sora. I got that from Riku, definitely. Well, but... Riku has well, they're the same. They're the same thing. But the problem is, is it's Sora's story. Yeah, but I always thought that Sora never want was never looking for glory. Was never trying to be a main character. He didn't believe he was the main character. He just wanted to be with his friends. At the end of the day. Like, I bet if Riku would have said, let's just not go out in a, on a boat. Let's just stay here playing uh, fight or whatever. He probably would have been like, yeah, let's do it. Let's hang out or whatever. I don't think Sora has much of a internal motivation to want to do something or want to be an MC. He's kind of thrust into it and slowly comes to realize, like, I okay, guess. there's more that I need to do. I like, he he's a very... Um, unwilling participant at the very beginning like he doesn't he he doesn't even want the the keyblade at one point right like he throws right. away the keyblade and it comes back to his hand like like yes he, yeah i he yeah so i mean in that sense yeah i, I can agree with that mm-hmm. i just i i don't know it's just my my perception of sorrow is always that it's his story and maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe i am uh reading too much of riku into it but mm-hmm. i i I don't know. I always see it as like Riku's upset because he has this main character syndrome problem, mm-hmm. but the problem is he's not the main character yeah. in the story, and you do he get was him supposed as... to be the main character in the right. story, and you get him as the main character in the story for the second half of Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts: Chain of Memories. But mm-hmm. it's that was that was what was always interesting to me was that Sora is the main character, and mm-hmm. and maybe he's not the most willing main character. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that sense of you know. Uh, of selfishness or uh, self-centeredness, but at the same time, it's it, it, there is a little bit of it. I I don't know. Maybe I'm getting. It. I I feel I, I feel myself falling into Chain of Memories, <laughs> and that's that. Spoiler alert! That's my favorite Kingdom Hearts game by the um, most unbelievable really? margin. Okay, well, we'll talk about it at some other time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for next time. Um, but anyway. I I I can. I think that the the disagreement that I'm having with you is that I don't think that he wanted or he felt like he was the main character of the story. I felt like he knew or wanted them to be the main characters of the story. Oh, okay. That he wanted to go on an adventure with Riku and Kairi. He wanted them, let's go out on an adventure. We are awesome. Let's do this. And when when he loses Riku and Kairi, he's pretty much like... I can't, this is not, this is not right. That I am not supposed to be, I am not the end all be all. And, and that's a big like thing in, yeah, in Kingdom Hearts I mean, 1, right? My friends are my power. Like yes, he yeah. later on is like, Riku is a badass. You can barely defeat him. And then you later on, he's like, I don't need, I don't need the key. At one point, uh, Riku is able to, the Keyblade is very fickle. And Riku is able to steal the Keyblade from, from Sora. And Sora can't exert his will on it but yeah. so sora is like i don't give a fuck i don't care that i don't have a keyblade my friends are my f- oh my goosebumps my friends are my power and sora and donald are there like helping him out and it's like it's awesome oh okay it, it's awesome and yeah he's, I, he's I, a mon- I totally agree with you 
He's the uh, the epitome epitome of a of a white character in Magic in Magic the Gathering lore, oh, right? It's no. community. It's us. It's not about me. It's about us. About friendship. Yeah, he's Gideon Jura. Sure, <laughs> he's, he's Gideon uh, Jura, but much. I don't more know about. I don't know about take. Friendly. I don't know if that's where I want to go with this, but I I see what you're saying, and I do agree, and and uh, it yeah, I guess that's maybe that's what I was reading into. So. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is Sora and his friends, and they're the main characters, and it's their story that he's interested in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like you, you mentioned earlier, the beauty of Kingdom Hearts is that the story really is, it, it, that's really what the story is about, is about mm-hmm. Sora and his friends and their love for each other and what that means. And then also the friendship that develops between him and Donald and Goofy mm-hmm. and the importance of that relationship of, the, the found family of it all right yeah. after he loses uh you know after he loses uh Kyrie and and Riku and it's worth noting too there's no parents really on Destiny's on uh, Destiny <laughs> Islands like it it's it, it's so Peter Pan it's so you hear uh, his mom once the only oh, line I even of, know that the only parent that you ever hear is Sora's mom saying Sora, dinner is ready. Sora, question mark, and that's it. That's all you say. Uh, off screen, you hear yeah. her, and that's it. Never mentioned again. Never. Sora does not <laughs> give a fuck about his family. Yeah. Oh man, it's it, it's so fu- yeah. It's it very much is. It very much is a Peter Pan story. Very teenager. I, it's very teenager. There's no parents almost at all unless they're like cool parents or they somehow play it directly into Sora's uh story there's adults but they're all they're all either very I'd say that they're all mostly very old I guess Sid's middle-aged or they're like young adults who are old like all of the cameo characters from fan- Final Fantasy uh that that make appearances um it's yeah it, I there's just um yeah the, the I think when you mentioned the power of friendship uh, and you were getting goosebumps, the thing that's like, that, maybe they didn't even touch too much on that. Sorry. I know. Ahead. I know. The <laughs> thing that always st- stood out to me for kingdom hearts one was the, was uh, I just remember the, the sheer, just like jaw dropping moment where you had to play as a heartless at the very end of the game and be, and like you lose. And like, it's just this like mind blowing jaw dropping moment where Everything in this game, hard or easy, however you've been playing it, like you're the main character, you you win the fights, you're the good guys, and then you lose. You just lose. And then you lose so bad that you become the enemy that you fought countless, countless, countless piles. Of. It, it's just like, it, it was just like such a great twist and it was such a beautiful way to bring the, the entire experience of Kingdom Hearts full circle of like really putting you know, pen to paper with this experience of like, what is a heartless? What does this mean? What is it? What does it, you know, really look like when, when somebody loses their heart? Like, is this just some stupid, like Disney kid bullshit? Uh, you know, it enters, uh, it enters the horror realm. Essentially you, be, you are in the, yeah. uh, the subconscious kind of like in, uh, not nope. Uh, the other, it's not other us, horror, not us. The first one, I know. I'm get I, out. Uh, get get out. out. Get out. Get yeah. out. Yeah. It's like essentially that's that's the dark, like the realm of darkness when you become a heartless, right? You're just floating 
in this dark in void in nothingness. It's like that's kind of it's kind of raw. Holy crap! Yeah, very much so. Um. Anyways, we have hit. Yeah, we we have we have talked. We we have failed. We have failed. We've talked quite a bit about Kingdom Hearts. What can I say? We 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 love it. It's it's important to both of us for different reasons. For a lot of it, for me, just as my I guess my we'll do a closing thought yeah. each. And my you my do closing a closing thought. Thought I I have talked way too much. <laughs> my my closing thought is that having come back to the game in 2022 last year with my partner i really learned to love the game again watching her enjoy it think like watching her go through it and say like oh this is so stupid this is silly this is like what's going on like you know just like the whole experience of it was like very enjoyable for me and it and it and it changed my relationship with kingdom hearts and i there was there was a time in my life where i would think back to kingdom hearts and i would think oh my god this game is so cringe it's so like late 90s mall goth core like it 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 it's doing all these things that are just like ultimately like so forgettable and stupid and it's it was really a a shame that i let that kind of uh i I let that seep into you know seep into my brain into my thoughts about the game because on my you know most recent replay i really just learned to I, I loved it. It was just so enjoyable. It's so much fun and it has so much charm and character and it really does the, you know, it does the Disney magic trick, I think, better than a lot of video games where it just like it really just crawls into your brain and it becomes something that's so unique and so fresh feeling the first time you experience it that it's just like it, it's just such a great time top to bottom. And uh, I I'm very thankful for the time I got to spend with it again last year and the time we got to, you know, the time we get to talk about it today. And I, I truly wish that if, if you've ever been interested in the game, please go check it out. If you've played it, but you haven't touched it in a while, play the first couple hours. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And uh, there's, there's really just something about the music that I think once you hear, once you hear simple and clean, it, it's kind of all over from there. And I thoroughly, thoroughly love it. It's just, uh, I think it's firmly become one of my most favorite gaming experiences and probably one of my, one of my all time favorite games. I'm, I'm very, I can very happily say Kingdom Hearts one and chain of memories, but we'll get into that. But yeah, so that's, that's where I leave it. It's, it's great. I recommend it to most people, to anyone. And, um, thank you. Thank you, Nomura. For thank you all no that more. crazy crazy stuff stay classy stay classy well i think that is where we will end it thank you all for joining us and thank you jason for giving me this opportunity to talk about a game that is very near and dear to my heart i'm very happy to find another kingdom hearts fan uh the average kingdom hearts enjoyer you know yes. you and you and i um where can people find you uh you can find me on my blog useyouritems.substack.com we moved the blog over from uh wordpress it's still there so if you see it you should see a note about it moving over to substack we'll be there from now on it's a lot easier so you can uh surely email me uh, through the blog or you can email me at useyouritems@gmail.com i'm also on twitter or x 
at con uh, underscore Wobi. That's at K-O-N underscore W-O-B-I. And um, yeah, and you can sometimes catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash use your items. It is very infrequent and random. So if you get there, I'm not on. I, I And you're interested, hit the follow button and... Uh, I'll try to I'll try to get you back. We're playing Soma right now for for October for Spooky Season. Where can I find spooky you, Fran? Spooky Season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, though mostly dead. Uh, L underscore Fantastico. You can find me on Twitch at L underscore Fantastico. Also pretty dead there. Honestly, this twenty twenty three has been the year of me being dead on social media. So. Yeah. Email. Uh, use your email items me. at Gmail. <laughs> use your, email me if you if you email use your items if you wanna if you wanna blambast me for my horrible hot takes. We are working on a Discord and a couple other ideas that we have. So when that's up and running, we will uh, we'll be sure to share it, and then uh, you can catch us uh, once you find us on there. You'll you'll un- you'll uh, fortunately or unfortunately have uh, <laughs> access to access us. to us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you all for coming. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And don't forget to use your items.